This is a program about going deeper. It's about creating a culture of learning. It's about putting apostolic feet to prophetic hope. It is our mission to purposefully equip the world to transform their region with God's love. We want to create an atmosphere of divine influence to the nations by walking in the power of His Holy Spirit with a faith that shapes the future. Welcome to Eagle Mountain Radio. Everybody, welcome to Eagle Mountain Radio. My name is Chris. I'll be your host today, and we've got with us here in the studio, Veronique, Becky, Bobby. How are you guys doing? Great. Doing well. Good, good. This episode is not about masks. We were just talking about how... <laughs> it's not. All right. So um, if you're watching this five years from now and you're like, what? Um, hopefully you're saying what, and it doesn't isn't relevant in five years. Look in the history books. Or, so, Oregon is behind on something. So. Oh, my goodness. Okay, it's not about really masks, slow. though. So um, uh, uh, recently, Bobby gave a message at Eagle Mountain that was really, really powerful. We're going to put the link in there. Um, so you're going to want to go watch that. He talked about phileo and agape love and how they tie into everything. Mm. So check that out. Also, there is the last podcast, if you missed it, that we did. Go back and listen or watch that as well because we also springboarded from that message into that last po last podcast. So you're going to want to check those out for sure. They're relevant and will feed into this. Um, with this episode, we want to dive into some of this a little bit deeper. And Becky's actually got a verse that kind of will set the foundation for us. So let's start with that. John 15, 9, just as the Father has loved agapeo, me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. And that's agape, which means to give. Pretty cool. So we're talking about agapeo and agape. And agapeo is the type of love that God has for us. And then agape is the action of that love. And so, uh, yes, agapeo. How do we agapeo? You know, he says in the scripture, just as the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. And that sounds like awesome. It's like, yes, let's do it. But I think if we break down that word, that definition of agapeo, and agape, it really becomes a point of, oh boy, this is like, it's, we need to relearn how to do this. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times, um, you know, it's, it's in our relationship with God, it's in loving ourselves, and it's in our relationship with others. And so, you know, how do we, how do we really walk out that agapeo and, and do what this scripture says? Yeah, I'd love to dig into all three of those. Relationship with ourselves, relationship with people, relationship with God. I think it makes sense to start with relationship with ourselves. I think that's the easiest one to overlook. Um, we just, it seems almost noble sometimes to skip over that. Um, but I think we should start there. So as, as we think about how do we agapeo ourselves in a relationship with ourselves, what is that, like, what are we even talking about? Help me understand what that even means. When the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself, the word there is saying, out of the love that you have for yourself, you have love to give. And so, back to Becky's verse, abide in that love. You need to be able to abide in that love so that you can give it. 
So what does that look like? What is the Lord saying to you right now about agapeo? And to Becky's point, um, let's define it for a second. Agapeo is commitment beyond emotion. And so what does that look like? Um, that means God's committed to me even when I am um, prone to run or stray or have weaknesses or say the wrong things. God is just fully committed, never changing, and that's the love that he wants me to abide in. And so before I put abide into an action and something I need to do, he's saying abide in it. You didn't make this happen. You like bask in this. Take a bath in this. You didn't earn this. You didn't um, produce it. You need to abide in the fact that I am committed to you beyond an emotion. And I sometimes think that we just need to um, remind ourselves of that and just get centered on the truth that, Lord, you chose me, the Bible says, before I chose you. Um, John 15, 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you should ask the Father in my name, that will he give you. All of that comes out of abiding and the reality that God chose us before we could ever think to love him. Yeah, so wow. for me, you know, I... I think I, I didn't grow up knowing the Lord uh, and, and asking him into my heart until I was older. Uh, but what uh, really has been a constant theme uh, and a negative message has been a, a criticism of my, myself. You know that I'm I'm not pretty. Um, you know I have a um, I have these you know fat knees and these thighs that just will not go down, and you know and my nose and you know all these little you know it's like this criticism of myself, and uh, and so there's like this physical um, you know physical side of of me not loving myself, and then you know growing up with the negative messages as well of the uh, you know, you're crazy, you're, you know, all these, uh, you've got, um, you just think so differently, and you're so intense, and, you know, all, I just think of all those negative messages, and, you know, it's, it, for me, growing up, uh, there was a lot of rejection and, and um, isolation, and it lends to a filter with which I look at myself, and so Bobby will say, oh, you're so beautiful. And I'm like, you have to say that because you love me, <laughs> you know. And really it, what it's doing is it's discounting the truth and it's, it's agreeing with this lack of agape, agapeo to myself. And so when I have, um, you know, I think of myself as, man, I should lose weight or I should... Um, you know, do something different uh, because people, or I should, I should just stay. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be who I really am because if I say anything that's wrong, they'll reject me. And you know that fear that comes in. All of that is. Um, it will cause me to reject me, 
So instead of me feeling even like people are going to reject me, I begin to reject myself. And, uh, and, and so that, you know, the Lord has been so kind to help me uh, see truth and to, uh, and to begin to believe that truth. But insecurity can creep in, and it's a trigger that leads me to want to, to hold all that and, and like, refit into those criticisms again. And so agape love for me is, it's uh, no matter, it, it, it does not matter what I'm looking like. It doesn't matter what I am saying or how I'm behaving. Um, you know, I can get it all wrong. I can always get it wrong. I'm going to make mistakes. I will definitely fail. And I have. And I've been mean to people. I've been hurtful to people. Whether intentionally or not, it happens. Uh, it, it isn't really intentional on my part. But unfortunately, I, you know, you, you do hurt people. Mm. Uh, well, you do. I do. I don't know if you do, but yeah, I, I do. do. <laughs> um, but, do. <laughs> but in that, I, you know, I could sit there and, and oh, see, you're so, and, and start to, to not love myself. Mm. To have it conditional. And to say, well, if you're not perfect, then you can't love yourself. And, how, and, and what is perfect? Well, it's got to be what I see in this person and what I see in that person and what I see in that person and combine those all together, mm. and that's perfection for me. And all the while, the Lord is, you know, trying to bring to my memory this word that he gave to me when I first got saved. Mm. I, I drove, it's like I drove by your house, and I pointed to you, and I said, I chose you. I choose you. Mm. And he chose me, and he, he chooses all of us not because of those things that we do in perfection. He's, he's not looking for perfection. He is looking for the one that he has always loved, the one that he has always desired to have relationship with, eternal relationship with. And, it's, and, and so as I hold on to that truth and then apply it to myself, then I can agape love to myself and give to myself the things that I would hold back as punishment. And I, I will hold back things as punishment. Wow. Well, I don't deserve to have those vitamins. I don't deserve to buy those nice clothes. I don't deserve to do this because I dot, 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 whatever. Mm. But when I'm operating and believing in that agapeo love for myself, then I will agape in that also manner. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think uh, it's super powerful what you're saying. And I think it's really, really important that we started with this because um, I think it's super easy and almost uh, inadvertently encouraged for Christians to kind of do that. Yeah. Um, almost like uh, you're, it's a self-sacrifice for others. Yeah. But it's a trick mm-hmm. because I really feel like and I'm curious, like, if you guys agree with this or not, but mm-hmm. you're, we're not going to be in a position to really love others um, or even God well if we have that out of alignment. Is that overstepping or is that true? No. I, I 100% true. agree. Yeah. I think if we cannot love who we are, who God created me, and, and Bobby and Becky know <laughs> They know some of my stuff, right? So me saying this, I'm not, just, I'm not just flapping my lips. If we cannot love ourselves mm-hmm. the way God loves us, 
I don't see how we can stand before him at that time when we've left this earth and I'm going to say something, and him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. Because if it's all about love, like Bob Jones, did you learn to love? Did you learn to love? Did you learn to love? Well, I did all these other great things in my life. But man, you just did a really bad job making me. And I didn't like this about myself, yeah. and I didn't like this about myself, and then I imposed that on everybody else. Yeah. So well done, my good and faithful servant. You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't make sense in my mind. Right. That's really good. I think of what we call self-care. And... I don't know about you guys. I'm going to point it at me. What I call self-care is um, like a big fat burger way out of my diet, maybe some ice cream, maybe some, uh, you know, go ride my dirt bike and just, you know, rip it up or maybe go buy something. Yeah, that's what self-care looks like. And just um, filet myself quite a bit. And calling it self-care. And, um, you know, agape is to to have a commitment beyond emotion. And then phileo is, you know, a connection that only takes place through emotion. And not that emotions are are bad unless they're leading all the time. But when I think of self-care, I don't think of agapeoing myself. Um, I think of phileoing myself. I think of comfort food. Um, You know, that kind of stuff. And so just what you guys are saying is just helping me to love myself um, through agape and to be committed. How do we commit to ourselves? How, do I, how would I point that? I know how to agape someone else and go, wow, I'm committed to you beyond your failures, beyond your stuff. But how do I do that to me? How do I look myself in the mirror and practically practice mm. agapeoing myself and to give to myself beyond phileo? Um, yeah, comfort food. I think that's really important because I've heard a lot. There, there is on the self-care, there's a lot of uh, energy behind that right now. And it's, I, I know this isn't 100% true, but every example I can think of where I've seen it defined, it is like a hot bath and Netflix kind of thing. And I feel like that is kind of a trick not that, you know, you know, riding your dirt bike and enjoying burgers, there's not, it's not that anything wrong with that. It's just that it's also, it's not really going to care for yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so with that in mind, what, like, what should that look like? What's a more responsible... Yes. And why does that float to the top of my list when I think right. of self-care? I don't think of something else. So the first thing that pops to the top of my list is phileo. I don't think about mm. what it looks like to be more committed to myself when I do self-care. Mm. You know what I think part of it could be is that I think um, one thing that I've been trying to learn, and it's been difficult, but is that it's okay to relax and have fun. Okay, so it's okay to relax and have fun. That is important. So there's this weird balance of saying my self-care, um, where I pay attention to myself, is this superficial, shallow phileo, but also 
how do you fit that in with an appropriate, you know, not taking everything so so seriously? You know, Jesus himself was a, a bit of a joker with the disciples. At least I believe that that's the case. I think from a theological perspective, people have taken every possible situation where that is and tried to make it into a serious thing. And I don't always think that that was true. Yeah. I think that God laughs at things. Yeah. Um, it's obvious quite, to me. Quite often. <laughs> yeah. uh, for me, you know, um, I, I build visually um, in, in a lot of ways. And so, uh, and I construct in a lot of ways in my mind. Uh, and one of the ways that, uh, you know, I agape, I see myself agapeing me myself is to build and construct all of those words that the Lord has, you know, spoken in his, in the Bible about who we are, and then has given me personally about who I am, and building the persona of who that is. And so when I hear, you know, the word, you're a queen, uh, grace, in, um, strength under grace, I, I, I start to visualize myself mm-hmm. inside my, my mind. Okay, well, what does that look like? You know, and if I'm if I'm phileo, phileo loving myself, or if I'm in an emotion where I'm self-loathing, then I crash that mm. that queen down, and I'm like, well, I am not that queen. Crash that down. Mm. I've got to put a little popper up. And um, when I went through uh, when I went through cancer, I actually experienced this. I I felt I constructed this queen who had, you know, long hair, who was, um, you know, she was beautiful, long hair. She was regal in her appearance and, and how she, um, you know, just did things. And, uh, and all of a sudden, you know, here I get this word of cancer and um, I had to cut my hair. And I had long hair, but I had to cut it because I was going to be um, unable. I was going to be so sick that I needed to, uh, I wasn't going to be able to manage having long hair. And so I was, as I'm having to cut my hair, I'm cutting down this visual, this uh, inside picture of the queen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, the, the, and the chopping off of the hair was the, uh, you know, the emotion of you're not worthy anymore. So mm-hmm. I'm in this down emotion I'm now, you know, it's, it's, you have performed poorly. You deserve this cancer. And therefore you're, I'm going to, you know, you've got to cut your hair because your devotion was flawed. Wow. And so, you know, that, that's a picture of how I phileoed. Mm. You know, my love was just based on performance, you know, but the agapeo, the Lord was in that, um, you know, now I can look back and say, he was trying to talk to me about um, that the difference between the two. Wow. Because regardless of my current state of condition, mm. I still am who he says I am. Right. And that constructed picture should never change. Mm. Mm. Does anybody want to say anything? Well, I just feel like there is such a spurt of conviction here. I feel in my heart like... <laughs> Gee, Lord. It's kind of heavy, huh? I got some work to do. <laughs> this, is, this is huge. Maybe we should have started with God. <laughs> 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 this 
is this is intense. It, it is. It Thinking is. about loving yourself, what does it look like? Yeah, I was being a little facetious a, a bit earlier about self-care and stuff, but um, a lot of that is 100% in terms of the way that we, we look at ourselves. So what does it look like to agapeo ourselves? What do you guys do? For me, um, it's reading the Word. When I mm -hmm. read the Word, I'm loving myself because I'm choosing to align myself with exactly what God says I am and who mm -hmm. He says that I am. Yeah. And so it is me getting that massage. It's massaging my spirit. It's massaging mm -hmm. that truth. And I don't mean to go all spiritual, but I've just cho chosen over time. I know what blesses my spirit. Mm -hmm. I know what I need to agree with to love myself. And there's no greater way on this planet to love yourself than to read the Word of God. I know we see it as you know, academics and study and sometimes I have to and oh, I just don't like to get in it. Figure out another way. Listen to tapes or CDs or not anymore, um, mm -hmm. MP3s. CDs. Yeah, right? <laughs> get your 8-track out. Right. <laughs> I, I, I do. I still have all those. Um, but do what you have to do to listen to the word of the Lord and yeah. see it differently. See it as self-care. Because every time you listen to it, you are making choices on the inside, whether you know it or not. Mm -hmm. But your spirit is making choices to align with that truth. Yeah. And if you do, you're agreeing with it. You're loving yourself. It's kind of like when you're watching someone else get a prophetic word. And you're like, absolutely, amen to that. <laughs> you're the sort of the second. Yes, I just agree with that word that was spoken yeah. over you. When you do that over yourself, mm. something begins to change on the inside. Totally. I think for me, it's deciding ahead of time and then again in the moment to believe the truth that God has said about me, even when I don't feel it then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that can only happen if you've worked that out ahead of time and decided right. to do it and right. then decide again to do it. Right. Wow. So one of the things that I have done is um, say I'll, I'll have a problem in my life and then either I'll figure it out with just me and Holy Spirit or some friends will help me see the lies. And I will flip it around and write something to myself that is tr the truth, wow. which is the opposite of the lie that I was believing. And then I'll write it to myself as though I'm going to need it on my worst day. Oh. So that it's an easy grab for when I'm down. I'll just either push play on my memos and I'll hear my voice speaking to me like, hey, remember that day was coming? Well, this is it. That's so So great. listen. And a lot of it contains the word of God, absolutely. But m some of it is, I know that you don't want to hear this right now, but you need to get moving. You need to start exercising because I'm pretty sure if you pressed play, you've stopped exercising, wow. and you've stopped portion control, and you have, you know what I mean, not a blame, but I know those things help me, right? They are like taking care of our body, that's why we're always like, I wanna go get a massage, get my nails did, and my hair. Well, it also starts with what we put into our body and, and exercise and so on, and I know we have our reasons for why we stop, but that thing that I do for myself it's kind of spirit, soul, and body. And I remind myself of everything that I should be doing that I know works for me. 
Oh, wow. I can't do it for someone else because what works for me may not work for someone else, yes. you know? Yeah. So it's the one thing that I know this is mine. This is between me and the Lord, and maybe friends had a hand in, in it coming together, but that, to me, is one of the sweetest from my closest friend type of thing. Wow. In those difficult moments. That's really good. So that gives me a picture of a balanced will. And in our team here, we um, do the balanced will. And that's how are you doing physically, spiritually, emotionally. And if you're down spiritually, then you're going to have a chunk out of your wheel. Or if you're Mm -hmm. down physically, uh, you you, you know, you may have a flat tire or whatever. Um, And so... um, I think for different people, it's easier to love themselves in those three different ways. Some mm-hmm. love themselves spiritually easily. Yep. Some love their, their bodies more easily. Some love their soul um, more easily. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes if we love our bodies, then our spirit may be lagging. Sometimes if we love, love our spirit, you know, the others may be lagging or whatever. So this is a super... Um, I would say high level conversation in terms of how you love mm-hmm. um, because you can't give it if you haven't got it. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that started the church was when Peter and John were walking to the temple and they saw the guy at the gate called beautiful. Mm-hmm. And there's a man who's spiritually and physically paralytic mm-hmm. at a gate called beautiful. And mm-hmm. I was so glad that the Lord called it that. Mm-hmm. And they said, look on us. Silver and gold we don't have. That's not what you need anyway. I know that's what you're begging for, but that is not what you need. Mm. But then they went on to say something that launched the church, and it was this. What I have. Such as I have, (laughs) give I thee. Or what I have, I give to you. In other words, that's all you can impart is what you have. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, what has God taught you? What has God given you? Mm. Um, yesterday, Becky and I were watching The Chosen, um, season two, that's, so that's come out. Yeah, it's really and good. there was a part in there where Philip was telling Matthew, because Matthew's super analytical, and he was just down on himself. He was thinking, I don't fit into this group. I'm mm. keeping track of numbers. And see, there's the circle. I've always been outside the circle, he said. And Philip was just encouraging him, and he said, and still, the Lord Jesus chose you to be a leader. He doesn't make mistakes. And I went to bed that night going, Bobby, the Lord chose you. Mm -hmm. You didn't sign up for this. You didn't just volunteer for this. You gave your life after it. But the Lord chose you. And I just woke up this morning speaking that into my life because I didn't want it to leave. Mm. Lord, thank you that you chose me. And so it's kind of like what you said, speaking truth back into me is Mm. self-care for sure. I've also noticed that when I am depleted in a certain area, when that chunk of my will is gone, I can trace it back to either disappointment or hurt. Disappointment in my body for maybe getting sick and stopping my routine, feeling like my my body betrayed me, or uh, friendship hurt me, and I pulled back, and not only did I pull back from that friendship, I've isolated, which now makes it more difficult to go out and be with people, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can always trace it back to hurt or disappointment, which ultimately leads me to being healed in that and finding breakthrough and freedom 
which is terrible that you had to go through it, yeah. right? But amazing, because I'm stronger now. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's life, hey? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, but could that be the road to agapeo? Absolutely, that's what I, that, yeah. I, I, I mean, as I'm diving more, guys, you need so to go yeah. and listen to that message. I am I like feeling like fire in my belly. Right. This can change everything. It does. It, it like touches yes. every platform in your life yeah. that if you just let it soak in, maybe you actually won't have to work as hard right. and work as in, you know, performance. Right. Yes. Maybe it would actually become genuine. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. 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 Wow. Now, as we think about um, a culture of agapeo and, and how that ties into not just for ourselves, but also for God and for people, now let's move this towards creating a culture um, where we're living this out for people. So what does that look like? That's so good. So if I'm struck by agapeo love, which is that God's committed to me and I'm committed to myself beyond my feelings then I stop demanding people to phileo me. And I take off of them the pressure to have to stroke my ego or um, connect with me emotionally um, when they know that uh, I'm looking for um, some kind of kudos or whatever. I just let people love me the way that the Lord intended them to love me, and I stop controlling the way people love me. And don't you hurt me, because the last time I was with someone, and they hurt me too, and I can just see it. You're about to say something. You're about to do something, and don't you go there. And we just begin to control the way that people love us. So if I just say, I am not going to do that, Mm -hmm. I stop forcing the people around me to phileo me. Um, They get to love me in a way that I can't control. It's a game changer. I love myself enough to do that. I trust the people around me enough to do that. They make, may make some mistakes, but I'm losing control in terms of how people love me. It starts to create a culture around you now where people can actually be honest and they won't feel like they're, they have to fear your response. And especially with the close people, that you can trust. Start off on high levels of places and people that you can trust and then work that down to your acquaintances. Um, But there's a very practical reality here. That's really good. That last little comment that you made, I think that's really key, is for the people you trust and then work your way down to acquaintances. And every person gets a different level. Yep. I think that's that's huge. I kind of grew up believing that I had to say yes. If, if there was an adult in the room, I had, they had my yes. Like, you don't say no to an adult, and you don't, um, you, you don't show disrespect by not doing what they ask. And whether I knew them or not. I mean, well, clearly there was the strangers thing, but that, that was how it filtered in my mind. And so I would give of myself to anyone um, emotionally. I would give them the same platform to speak into my life as I would someone that I trusted. Well, yeah. And I had to learn that is not how, how the world goes. And I know that for some people they might think, well, that's common knowledge, but I was warped as a child right. to believe that. Yeah. And that was my platform that I operated from. So 
I think that is hugely key. Uh, it, it changed a lot, trajectory-wise, it changed, it changed my life. Wow, that's so good what you're saying, and it is more common than we think it is to flat out give a general level of authority mm -hmm. and just view all adults as this. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good that you differentiate. I think opinion, too. You know, for me, for so long, I felt like uh, it, what was required of me was uh, and an, an, an expected was an opinion. And if I had an opinion, then I had to take responsibility to um, to walk that opinion out, meaning like, uh, hey, what do you what do you think we should do in in this situation? And then I'd have to be responsible to make that happen in that situation. Mm. And what the Lord uh, was showing me was that um, if if you're gonna have your opinion, then it may be hard for you to have mine because yeah. you might be filled with yours. And so as I began to lose my opinion on things, uh, it created an openness to see people through, um, through him and his opinion without feeling like I had to take action on his opinion. Mm. And, and a lot of times his opinion is um, it's so different than what I would have seen. Or known, and he does things at such a different timing in people's lives. Mm -hmm. he, and and then I I just look at the mirror, and it's like, oh boy, you've spoken to yeah. me for over 20 years on this one issue of how I have faulty thinking, and I'm still walking that out. And yet your opinion toward me in that faulty thinking is that you still are with me and think yeah. highly of me. And if I would have had, if I, if I would have looked at myself and seen that scenario um, and had my own opinion, mm -hmm. again, it goes back to that self-love, but, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I'm saying this for me, but, you know, we can do this easily to other people in relationship and have these opinions of people and have an expectation of them of how they operate and how they behave and, and what they're going to do and get impatient mm -hmm. and be like, okay, we're done. Mm -hmm. We're done. I'm cutting you off. We're done. You know, and, yeah. and it's like, You oh. did it to me three times. Yes. And that is enough <laughs> because right. now I'm loving myself enough right. to say no more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I laugh, but that's genuinely it's, it's true. Yeah. So then, okay, me, my family, my close friends, I can culturally do what you're saying. Mm -hmm. How do I do that in a body, in a church body? How do I do that when I'm at, when I'm at school, yeah. when I'm with people? How do I do that when it's not my people? Mm -hmm. Because they're not on board. Yeah. Not everyone's on board with my plan. Yeah. <laughs> Great question, guys. Yeah. I, so this is what I do because I, God has gifted me um, with the gift of knowledge. And so I can know things about people and, and I'll, I can be out wherever and I'll know things about people. And subconsciously, I'm communicating to them based on what I know. And I'm not even aware of it. And sometimes that's a good thing, but sometimes that can get you into big trouble. And so... Um, so what I, what I purpose to do is, is to start that conversation with the Lord. And I will turn whatever I am knowing and, and, and seeing, I get rid of my opinion. Um, I, I, I hold on to the gift of knowledge because he sh he's 
allowing me to know something mm. for a reason. Right. But most of the time, it's so that I can agapeo them. Mm -hmm. I can love them with, um, in a manner and way where I, I, I just want to get into the treasure of who they are. Mm -hmm. And that not most of the time, the knowledge that I have is awesome. It's like really cool stuff. Sometimes it's like, oh, they're struggling with something Mm. and it's not to go, oh my gosh, they're in that and cut them off or, you know, do whatever it's, oh, they're struggling. How can you speak to the treasure of who they are, mm. the identity of who God has, you know, has designed mm. them? And I'll have this internal conversation of like, okay, Lord, what does that look like in, in how I'm going to relate to this person? And oftentimes it's, and I'm very, I'm a very curious person. I don't know if this is stabilizer, so you have to let me know, Chris, if, <laughs> if this is stabilizer. I'll start asking questions and I'm asking them because in the, in my heart, I'm so curious to know about them. They're lovely and they're beautiful in the eyes of the Lord. Therefore, they're beautiful to me. And I just want to know the beauty inside of them and how they got that beauty and how it was shaped and why it was shaped and and what behaviors um, motivate that shaping of that beauty. And the other thing I do is I will look around a room that I'm in and I'll just, I'll, I'll look and go, inside my heart. How beautiful. Mm. Look at your beauty, God. Mm. Look at all these people. Look at the beauty here. So I set my heart toward the beauty of who they are. Wow. Is that stabilizer? I think that's your innovator. Oh, my innovator. stabilizer wants to know all the facts because it's important to know all the facts. Mm. Okay. Think about how that would impact your spiritual gifts. If agapeo was the filter through which we looked and perceived things, you would still get the same information. Um, they're beautiful or, wow, they're struggling because that's what knowledge does. It, it, it lets you know sometimes both good and not so good at things. But the filter through which you process that information would be totally different. Yeah. Um, if you processed that same information through phileo, you would head for the hills. You would go, oh, this person's struggling with such and such. I don't want to be around that. I don't want to link my wagons to that. Um, And then Jesus would walk up, who's full of agapeo, and just go, isn't that amazing? You get an opportunity to speak life over someone who's struggling. And you'd be like, oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm exactly. thinking. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's totally what I had planned for my day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which I laugh, but you guys are so good at this. I, I have to say, you have blessed me so many times. Like, I can see that you're going about your business, and you'll pick something up in me, or I'll accidentally say something that triggers a... <laughs> what was that? And the time that you guys take to pour out and speak truth and life has blessed me so much. I, I mean, I just, I wanted to tell you guys, I think wow. that's, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. I love that about you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm sorry, I feel like that, that was left field, but I, oh, um, awesome. I agree, like I see what you're saying. Yeah. You, you know, to an, take an opportunity to speak life over people, because yeah. that's what we're here for. I really believe like that is, yeah. I'm, I'm not on the earth for me. Mm-hmm. I'm on the earth for, for people. Yes. It's relationship. Yes. And that's the only thing I get to take to heaven with me when I go. Relationship. Yes. Yeah. Everything yeah. living responds to love. Yeah. 
and that's why a soft answer turns away wrath. That's why, and there's all kinds of strategic ways the Lord can give us to love people. Mm. It's not just in the way that we're used to or in the top two ways that we love. Um, there's all kinds of ways to love people. Sometimes loving yeah. people well means sitting them down and having yeah. that hard conversation. But it's like, no, I am doing this not to protect myself from yeah. you. I am doing this with your success in mind. I never understood when I was a kid and my mom would strap me down and said, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. And I'd be like, I doubt it. I can't see the wisdom in that. Uh, or somehow this is going to help you. Uh, and I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> Said the one strapping me over, a, yeah. you know, whatever. But um, <laughs> so, but sometimes that we don't understand how the Lord is, yeah. you know, he chastens those yeah. he loves. Yeah. And that that is a mark of discipleship. It's a mark yeah. of sonship mm. is that we have literally, he pierced me at the doorpost. Mm. That only happens to people who chose to stay and serve at their master's house yeah. Beyond their slave, what they were enslaved to serve. So they were enslaved because they were in debt or because a family member was in debt. But then they would go from slave to a bond servant mm -hmm. and literally they would drive a small stake and all through their um, earlobe and they would stick it to the doorpost mm -hmm. as a sign from now on, I serve this house from my will. And they would pull that thing out, and it would be there as a sign to them, I'm no longer here as a slave. I am here as a son. And so that's wow. what's happening right now in the body of Christ. We're learning to love. I'm here because I love, not just because I have to. Wow. That's so powerful. And I think it, it kind of lends itself, it, le it leads us to the last part of the culture, and, you know, we've got about four or five minutes left, and it seems like, well, you can't just cram in this, you know, culture, creating a culture of agape of, with your relationship with God in a few minutes. But I think it's, I think it's appropriate because actually we spend a lot of time in um, our Christian lives thinking about it this way. I think what's neglected is certainly ourselves and the relationship with other. Now, saying that, I also think there is a lot of misunderstanding about how God wants us to love him and how he loves us. And I think that the culture of our world, like the Bible says, is very phileo. So as we kind of wrap this up, how, from a practical standpoint, do we look at this with our relationship with the Lord? That's so good. I'll jump in. Um, I think love looks like speech. I think it looks like um, agape, which comes out of agape, means to give. So, Lord, uh, I need to find out what you like. If I'm going to give something to anybody, like, I need to find out what it looks like to give Becky what she wants. I use the analogy often that, for me, if I gave her based on my phileo, I would give her a set of golf clubs. And that's not what she likes. That's what I like. Right. So I need to go find out what God likes. Why don't you just journal? Stop where you're at right now after you listen to this podcast and maybe the message that started it. Um, but go sit down. Go get alone somewhere and journal and just go, Lord, what do you like? Wow, that's powerful. How can I serve you? Like, what do you like from me? Not just like from people. But I carry something that 
can only minister to you. There's, there's something inside of me that you created that only you can get from me. That's why I'm unique. So, wow, that's so amazing. What would you like from me? And let him tell you. I like when you say this. I like when you do this. I like when you think this. I like when you sing this. I like when you do, you know, whatever it is. And just make a list of how you can bless the Lord. And that's what a culture of agape means. I am intentionally looking to bless. That's the culture of heaven. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, I, to add on to that, I, that I, I'm reminded of what John said. He always called himself the one that Jesus loved. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I think, okay, if I can just get that into me, he, I'm the one he loves. Yeah. I am the one he loves. He loves me. He's, uh, he, uh, he's in love with me. And as I have that understanding more inside of me that I'm the one he loves, how much more then will I uh, be settled in my spirit to be able to really then just live and operate out of being loved? Mm. And, and, and just being mm. out of be, uh, knowing that I am loved. Yeah. Well, I think about, I had that thought as well with the, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah um, I think about the scripture of the angels, the cherubim, seraphim, going around the throne, singing, holy, 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 and how they all the time are finding fresh revelation of who God is. For all eternity, there is, God is that big and that incredible. And he chose to put that in humans. Mm -hmm. And I look, at, I look at that sometimes and I think, how can I not love you when you put a piece of you in me? How can I not respond? Mm -hmm. Because there are things that I'm finding out about who God is in me all the time. Just like the seraphim, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I know there's specific angels that go around. It's all good, it's all good. Um, but just like they go around all the time, you know, I, I just keep thinking, you, you put yourself in me, you breathed your life in me. I don't know how not to give back. Wow. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Sit down with your mates. Sit down with your friends. Sit down with your family and go, this is what love looks like for us. Mm -hmm. Define it. Um, there are great cultures that Becky and I know of around the world where they go, here's how we're going to love each other. Here's what it looks like. Here's what we look like in conflict. Here's our commitment to one another in conflict. Oh, really? Yeah. You, uh, are you going to make a sign a social agreement? Mm -hmm. Some people do. Some people actually sign it and go, I'm in 100%. I'm committed to this. Others, it's more of a verbal thing, and they just go, yeah, yeah, that's what love looks like uh, among us. And you can make that super practical. Husbands and wives need to do that. We just, like, commit somewhere at an altar, you know, when we got <laughs> married, and we, we never defined what love looks like. And every once in a while, we, because love is constantly growing, as First John 4.18 says, we're being perfected in love. 
Um, so our definition's always growing. That means we should be sitting down probably once a year going uh, with our families, hey, here's what love looks like. We're more mature than we were last year. Mm -hmm. So I, I think this is how it's going to how it's going to work out in That's us this year good. and give people the, a chance to define it around you. Mm. Wow. That's so, so powerful. I think, I think with everything that's happening right now, there's this, um, there seems to be this kind of uh, churning, right? Like um, a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about this kind of great um, uh, migration of people. And that's, since then, there's been a, uh, about a dozen articles writing about this incredible migration of people. And um, it's very prevalent in the U.S., but it's really global all over. People are moving different places all over the place. Um, and there's this new kind of way that people are reacting with each other and interacting with each other because of, from COVID, this kind of adjustment to doing everything remotely and an acceptance of that. And it's redefining how people work and the relationships and everything. And so I feel like topics like this get easily um, passed over and we try to apply our thinking, our 2019 thinking on a 2021 playing field. Yeah. And I think it's just so powerful to take a step back and say, things are shifting and changing and we've talked about that. Um, and as that's happening, how do we, we need to re-understand, we need to take our simple understanding and mature them up with what God is teaching us through um, the change. And I think this is one of the most relevant things because the way culture defines love is really not, it's messed up. Yeah. 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 So, so I just really appreciate, you know, the message that you brought. I really appreciate the time um, that we've been able to dig into this because I think it's so relevant. I would encourage you guys, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the other podcast, which is the previous episode, go to that one, listen to that one also, and also this message. And then I've been saying this recently as we kind of wrap these up. Take a moment and think about, as you've just listened to this, who you know in your life probably needs to hear this message and share it with them. Share this podcast with them. Also subscribe and, and like it and, and, and all of that because it's important to get this out there. It's helpful to get this out there. And, um, and, and not only that, we, I, again, I want to mention this too. We want to hear from you. Reach out to us, contact us, put comments in there. Let us know what you're thinking. We really want to hear from you um, as well. But again, share this with someone that needs to hear this message and think about how this stuff applies to your life. And I really, I really believe that, you know, the first third of this or even half of this whole podcast about this whole understanding agapeo from the perspective of us and our relationship with ourselves is just almost always overlooked. And I feel like it's really powerful. So thank you for that. That was really, really good. Just want to encourage you guys, take a moment, share this, um, follow it, and we will see you guys on the next episode. Thanks.